Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Next Saturday, April 13th in Dallas, Texas, Modern Dating Mindset is coming your way. This is the third time I've hosted Modern Dating Mindset. We started in London and then moved to Columbus, Ohio, and now we're heading to Texas. I'm co-hosting with the fab Kara, is how you may know her on social, Kara Adams. She's Dallas's own, and I'm excited to collaborate with her and bring strategies that can help us keep our head in the dating game, even though it's so demoralizing and so discouraging. And you guys know I've been there, felt that because I started dating at 15 and didn't get married till 42. So I know how hard it is to keep a positive mindset, but I also know how important it is to keep a positive mindset, to remain happy, hopeful, and positive while you're out there in what I call the dating jungle. And later in the episode, Kara will join us to talk a little bit about her perspective on how to keep your head in the game when dating. But I wanted to start by giving you guys a little bit of the backstory on how Modern Dating Mindset came to be. Because I know when I go to an event, I want to make sure that it's the right fit for me and that the information that's going to be disseminated is something that is valuable for me and worth my time and worth my money and worth giving a Saturday morning to. So Modern Dating Mindset was something that I wanted to do because you guys know I was a professor. And so I really missed that connection with people. I missed being in front of people and sharing some thoughts that I'm really passionate about and that I believe could be very helpful for them and helping people get enthusiastic about stuff that sometimes is really hard to get enthusiastic about. Yet, I really didn't know if there'd be an audience for it. I mean, I didn't know if people would want this sort of thing. So last summer, Dan and I decided to go to London I've had some really great connections made via social with people in the UK. Of course, you guys know the Fairy Godfather, also Anne Arrett, Saskia Nelson, and Rachel Spencer is a journalist over in the UK who a couple years ago found my book and did a write-up on it in the magazine Fit and Well. And I was so honored because the title of the article was, Can a Book Change Your Life?, And Rachel said that my book helped her accept being single, and she eventually found love, which you guys know my book isn't really a how-to-find-a-man book, but it's more about how to remain happy, hopeful, and positive in the midst of all the disappointments that can come when you're single for so long and longer than you expected and hoped to be. And it was featured with these other fantastic books, one of which was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So I felt really honored and humbled to be in such company. But because of Rachel's write-up, I did have some followers in the UK. So we thought, okay, let's try to do a live event and connect with these people and meet face-to-face. And Ane had been on my podcast and I'd been on her podcast. So when I reached out to her and said, hey, would you like to do an event with me? She said, sure, let's do it. And she and I both wanted to loop in Saskia Nelson because, again, she knew Saskia from being in the same space over in the UK. And I knew Saskia, again, from social media. So Saskia was on board. She said, yep, let's do it. And we came up with the idea of modern dating mindset because 
when we analyzed our own dating history and now I'm happily married, Anne is happily married, Saskia is happily not married, but has been with her partner for 10 years and marriage is not her goal. So we thought, what was the thing that kept us going? And Anne went through divorce and you guys know I called off a wedding and Saskia, like anyone who's dated for a while, had had many ups and downs. And we realized that the only thing that kept us going, the only thing that kept us above water was our mindset. So we started sharing some ideas and then we each took a kind of piece of the mindset picture and shared it with folks in London. And it was incredible. And I'm so thankful to have had that opportunity to establish those IRL relationships because they really have become friendships. So then we decided to bring it to Columbus, Ohio. And when I was doing the promo for Modern Dating Mindset Columbus, Kara reached out to me and said, girl, I'm going to fly up and I'm going to meet you and check out your event. And I said, Kara, better yet, you stay put in Dallas and let's host a Dallas event. And then as you know, the polar vortex (laughs) kept me grounded in Chicago. I could not get down for the February 1st modern dating mindset that we had initially planned. And so we regrouped and went with April because even with Chicago weather, It's very unlikely that a polar vortex will descend and keep me in Chicago on April 13th. So that's the backstory on how Modern Dating Mindset came to be. And in just a minute, I'm going to dig a little deeper and get real brass tacks with what I actually did to pull myself out of a huge, painful place. And then I want to ask you a question about Modern Dating Mindset and get your response and get your feedback because I want to make sure that what I'm offering you is really what you want. This quarter, Love and Life lends a hand to 11th Candle Company. All proceeds from the sale of my book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, will go to 11th Candle Company's Legacy Foundation. To hear more about the incredible work Amber Runyon is doing to help women escape sex trafficking, please take a listen to my podcast interview with her. It's episode 42, How Does a Candle Company Combat Human Trafficking? 11th Candle Company. Check them out at 11thcandleco.com and be sure to use promo code TAKECHARGE to receive 20% off your entire purchase. So as you can imagine, and as many of you know from your own firsthand experience, when you fall in love over and over again, and it doesn't work out, despite your best efforts to still believe in love and still have hope, you can really start getting down in the realm of love. And that's exactly what happened to me. I started telling myself things like, well, you're just unlucky in love. And maybe true love isn't for you. And it wasn't about like, I didn't deserve love, but it just seemed like, well, who are we kidding, Karen? I mean, How many relationships do you have to try and have fall apart before you're going to realize that maybe it's just not your thing? Maybe love just isn't for you. And that's okay because you have so many other great things in your life. You have amazing friends, an incredible family, nieces, nephews. You love your career. You sing in a band. You ski. You take vacations. There were so many other wonderful things going on that I thought, Maybe it's just so good in these other realms that we all got to have that one thing that doesn't work out. And maybe my one thing that doesn't work out is love. 
Now, if you met me at the time and we talked, you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, that woman's so negative. Because I... I wasn't. I mean, in fact, if my girlfriend would have said something like that, I'd have been like, no way, don't say that to yourself. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I think the best way to explain it is that it was a battle. And I know so many of you can relate to it. And I was winning the battle on one hand because I wasn't walking around saying all these negative things about men and they're all worthless. And I hadn't taken on that bitter, jaded energy. But in my mind, In those weak moments when I was all alone on a Saturday night and feeling like things would never work out for me, I would find myself in that negative space, rehashing those messages. So recently on Insta, I did a post on neuroplasticity, and I got a lot of questions about it and a lot of interest. So I wanted to expand upon the concept in today's episode. Obviously, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm a psychologist, but I've taught physiological psych, and you know, cognitive psych is one of my passions. So I know a bit about the brain and how it works. What was happening to me during this time is I was creating a new default mode for my mind. In the realm of love, I was deciding that it wasn't for me. It was always going to go wrong. I was always going to choose the wrong person. I was always going to be falling in love with a person who was going to leave me. And the people who fell in love with me, I wasn't going to want. And because I kept thinking along those lines, entertaining those thoughts, allowing them to ruminate, I was strengthening those neural connections associated with sadness, depression, and defeatist thinking. I was changing my neural chemistry. And as I started to better understand neuroplasticity, I recognized that in the same manner that I had strengthened neural connections, strengthened neural pathways in negative thinking, I could strengthen neural pathways in positive thinking such that pretty soon, instead of my default mode, instead of the easiest way for my mind to go, being toward a negative direction, I could create a mind that was primed and willing and in a default mode to think in a positive manner. And how we implement this, practically speaking, is talking to ourselves. I started to take my mind and say, I'm sorry, negative thought. I'm sorry, defeatist thinking. I do not have time for you today. Now that part's simple. I can explain it to you very simply. I'm not saying it's easy. It's very hard to rework your brain when your brain has gotten very used to and very comfortable in its pattern. Even as sad as it's making you, you're still comfortable. You're used to it. And I made this analogy in my post the other day. It's almost like going to the gym. The first time you try push-ups, and I still can't do real push-ups. I can do girl push-ups, kind of. But the first time you try push-ups, it's very hard because your body's not used to it. As you continue to practice, all of a sudden the push-ups are easier. So keeping with the I'm at the gym analogy, the muscle group that I had been working was the muscle group I did not want. The muscle group of negative thinking was quite strong. So I had to let that muscle group atrophy and had to start working on the muscle group that was going to enhance my positive state of mind. And that's what I did. So the first practical step for rewiring your neural connections is to monitor your thoughts and talk back to yourself. Or in my case, I like to argue with myself. When I catch myself thinking something super negative, I go, really? 
uh, I think that's kind of irrational. You know, when one bad thing happens and so you think the whole day is ruined, you know that's irrational, right? So I always call myself out on it. So that's the first step. And the second step is equally important and powerful. And that is to immerse yourself in positive messages. Find a source that's outside of you that can provide you with positivity, light, hope, and encouragement. Find an inspirational thought leader with whom you resonate. I'm a big fan of Joel Osteen. I love his positive message. I love his words of hope. I love that he says it doesn't matter what today looks like. Tomorrow could be your day. Tomorrow could be that time when that thing that you're holding out for, that thing that you so desperately desire, that could be when it shows up. So don't worry about today. Stay in faith. Stay hopeful. This was back when podcasts were just starting. So Joel had a podcast and I would download his podcast into my computer because this was before my car had Bluetooth and all that sort of thing. So I would burn CDs and I had a stack I'm not kidding you, like six inches high of CDs. I could get two sermons on each CD. And I had them in my car. And the second I got in my car, I put one in. And then when I listened to it, I threw in another one and another one. I did not allow my mind to have space because I couldn't trust my mind at this point in my life. But after integrating these two practical steps into my life on a consistent basis, everything changed cognitively and neurologically. Now, the pathways in my brain associated with positive, hopeful, optimistic thinking are very strong. They're so strong that it's, it's my default mode to go to the positive. It's my default mode to stay hopeful, even in the midst of a storm, even in the midst of sadness, even in the midst of disappointment. And I have had many, as we all have. But by rocking your neuroplasticity superpower, which is what I called it in the post the other day, You set yourself up for success on the neurological level, and that truly is a superpower. And just to wrap up this portion of the podcast, I want to recommend a book called Switch On Your Brain, The Key to Peak Happiness, Thinking and Health by Dr. Caroline Leaf. This book really helped me understand that these neurological and biological realities that are at work are in fact in your control when you take charge of your mindset. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. And now I'd like to invite Kara Adams to the program. Kara is Dallas's own. She's been through it and she has overcome it. And now she's all about helping people find their person who they'll be wildly attracted to for the rest of their lives. Kara, welcome to the program. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here with you. I think it'd be nice for the listeners to get to know you a little bit and kind of how you got into this space, a little bit of your journey, your relationship history, and and what your passion points are when it comes to uh, helping singles and really helping to strengthen even marriages as well. 
All right. Well, really, I'm on a mission to put together kingdom couples who are wildly attracted for life because just being married is not good enough. You know, right now, I'm four years post-divorce. Okay. And as anybody who's become single again, you find yourself at a point where you have to figure out who you are again. And so the person and the life that you thought you were going to have suddenly isn't set before you anymore. And you have to kind of take a, a step back and go, okay, who am I now? And the thing that I think is really exciting, if you can change your mindset to think in this particular direction, is to start thinking, wait a second, I have a chance to do over. This is yes. my do-over season. So there are emotions and things that you have to work through. And some of the things that I did to work through my personal stuff was um, I got involved with a program called Divorce Care Bible Study through my church. Mm -hmm. It's national. Um, it was great because it was a great way to have um, something to work through as well as a safe place to go and have topics to talk about and different people in different stages post-divorce were there to, to love and support. Another one is I also went to a kind of an encounter group um, mm. that's here based in um, the Dallas area, actually. I also went to their dating boot camp as well, post-divorce. Mm. So I went through it while I was going through my divorce to work on myself. Then I went back to the dating boot camp. So those are two other excellent resources that were really helpful to me. And I also got a life coach. So, you know, sometimes the coaches need coaching themselves and uh, really helped me to kind of divide the quadrants of my life again. And so actually, you know, I have one because I'm a woman of faith. So God is one portion of it. Another piece is myself, which a lot of us, especially when you're a mom, I'm a single mother of two children now. And um, a lot of us put ourselves last. And then the other piece was a career, which unfortunately, a lot of us make way too big, way mm -hmm. too big. And it takes all of our time and energy. And then sometimes we don't have enough for ourselves. And then the last quadrant that he helped me work on was love. And when I thought about love, I was thinking about, oh, my next partner, whatever. And he was like, no, 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 no your friendships, your support circle, your inner circle, all these people, all of that is love. It's not just a significant other. And I thought, wow, how freeing is that? Because there's a lot to be said of having great quality friendships, having those connections to other people in your life, really self-affirming in a lot of ways. And that oh, yeah. is really important when you're trying to find yourself again that type of encouragement is one of the ways that was helpful for me in my personal journey to fall in love with the woman I am and the woman I'm becoming. Hey, Black Coffee Drinkers, Love & Life's newest sponsor, Drink Now, is about to change your world. I'm a black coffee drinker, and so I know what you've been going through. You're burning your tongue, you're scalding your mouth, you're having to wait 40 minutes before you can even take a sip of your black coffee. By the time your coffee is cooled down enough that you could drink it, your muffin or your donut is already long gone. I know. I can't wait to eat that donut either. But now there's a solution. The Drink Now Perfector takes scalding hot coffee down to a drinkable 140 degrees in just 20 seconds without watering your coffee down. Learn more about Drink Now at drinknow.com and on Instagram at underscore drink underscore now underscore. 
on that journey of putting together and inspiring and encouraging couples to be wildly attracted, one of the things that really became really evident is in your single season, it's like you need a lot of encouragement before you get to that point. And so um, that's where Single Mingle Monday came about. It's a platform for godly men and women to connect together and vibe and talk about some of the issues. And once again, encouragement, motivation, inspiration as they're going along their love journey. And that's what I think all this is, is a love journey that we go through different seasons of love. Mm-hmm. And so we cycle through them being single, then we get happily coupled up, and then we get married. And then some of us find ourselves single again, right. sometimes through divorce, sometimes through um, a partner passing away, whatever might be the situation, and you find yourself back being single again. And right. so there's another category that I think is really important to talk about too, which is the category of being undateable. And so whether it's by choice, you've decided to sit out on dating and work on yourself, which is an excellent way to be and the way that I really encourage a lot of people to work, or maybe you're delusional and you think that you're single when you really aren't. But I am here to let the people know if I think they're undateable. Sometimes people don't like that truth, but it's true because when you are wounded and you aren't ready, you just hurt yourself and the other person. And so... I'm not afraid to let people know you are undateable. You're a hot mess and um, you need to sit it out. We need truth tellers in the, <laughs> in the world and in this space. And I think I bring a little bit of humor, always mm-hmm. wrapped in love. I want the best for all of us. If we were to say love is a game, then I want all of us to win. I want people to really feel that no matter whether they're single or coupled up, that they are enough. And because they're Mm -hmm. enough, they're going to fall in love with themselves. Then they're going to fall in love with their life. And then when it's the right time, they're going to fall in love. And so no matter if you're in a relationship, you don't put away that work on yourself. Just like in your single season, you don't obsess about becoming part of a partnership and forget about yourself as well. So that part about falling in love with yourself, so important and integral to any season that you're in because falling in love with the life you have right now is so attractive. And that's the place you want to be in when you meet somebody as this vibrant, alive, joyful person who you don't even have to say anything. They know you're ready. Everyone knows I love nothing more than a party, which is why I'm so excited to welcome our newest sponsor, Chaotic and Collected Garlands and Party Decor by Jess Downey. Jess creates hip and handmade party supplies. Check them out at chaoticcollectedinc.com. And if your party has a theme that is a little unconventional, Jess is your girl because she loves creating custom designs for your party. Say a hipster baby shower or a craft beer party or my annual wine and cheese soiree chaotic and collected inc.com and i'm going to ask you now to dig deep a little bit if you don't mind of course what were some of the trials that really were the ones that you really had to go wait here's here's my task well here's how i'll break it down In terms of coming from a family of origin where 
most of the people did not stay married. And I'm like, oh goodness, here I am, another statistic in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. even in those dark moments and feeling very lonely and feeling that maybe there's not anybody out there for me. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not attractive enough. Maybe I'm not all these things. And then having to literally learn to control my thoughts to the point of that is just not my reality and making a decision that, okay, no matter how dark it is, I have to focus on things that are lovely. I have to remember that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I have to, my kids gave me a have to, I was very blessed because I had a little puppy who has since passed away, which was another heartbreak I just experienced in the last year. But Mm -hmm. One of the things that was so great about having that puppy in my life is he gave me a reason to get up every day during what I call my wilderness season. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I didn't have that between my children and my dog, who it doesn't really matter what's going on with you, they need to be fed, they have their particular needs. Those are kind of like my lifelines and my my ropes, if you will. So if I was speaking to somebody who what, did not have children, who did not have a pet, then I would say go volunteer. Like go fall in love with some people that are counting on you. So it gives you that reason to get up even when you're not feeling like it. But I need to create this circle around me. You know, I lost mm-hmm. a lot of friends, people I thought were my friends from the divorce. You lose a lot of people who are married that don't want to be around somebody who's divorced like it's a contagious disease that they might catch. <laughs> and, and that makes it even lonelier. It's bad enough, you know, the partner you thought you were going to be with for the rest of your life is now gone. And now all the friends that were part of your circle are gone too. And it's very isolating if you let it be. And so you have to emerge and go, you know what? Actually, it's probably a good thing because now I know exactly who my friends are, the ones that have stayed with me no matter what, and the new people that I'm drawing into my life now. So that's kind of like my phoenix from the ashes, if you will, where I'm like, I am emerging stronger and better. And yeah, I have tough days. And yeah, I have those pity parties where it's like, I just want to throw myself on the floor with a tantrum and cry and eat my ice cream and watch Netflix all day and stay at my jammies for three days. But that's okay too. As long as you decide to get back up. As long as you realize that you are amazing just the way you are with your hot mess of emotions and turmoil or whatever it might be, because that's what makes you uniquely you. And somebody out there needs what you have, whatever you are gifted with, whoever you are, you've got to hone in on that, fall back in love with that, work on those skills and abilities that you have and decide, I'm going to be different right now. That's how I made it through those dark days. Yeah. And I think it's powerful. Uh, I don't like to dwell in that as well. I I had my dark days too. But I think it's important to share that we've been there. Absolutely. So that listeners and followers know we get it. And then we share those tools. And for me and for you, the tools were, for me, twofold, really. One was connecting to my faith on a different level. I always had uh, understanding of God, but it was that piece of leaning into God and going, okay, I would not have scripted out my life this way. And you know that, and you know that my heart's been broken a million times. Of course. And I'm at that crossroads of, do I get bitter about this or do I go, 
God knows best. Right. God knows more than I know. He sees the future. I don't. And my mantra, and I shared it on a post a couple weeks ago, it, it came to me after one of, well, the most heartbreaking breakup of my entire 27 years on the dating scene. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was literally in my apartment in Chicago and he had had his bike at my place. And so when we broke up, I was like, you got to come and get your bike. I can't have all your crap in my house, you know, because I had a bigger apartment than he did. So he came in, I was at work and grabbed his bike. And so I come home knowing that bike's going to be gone. Do you know, it's when that visual is just right there. And I'm like, if that bike is gone, then we're really done. Like it's done, done, done. That experience of seeing that bike gone, I literally dropped to my knees, dropped my keys to the floor, started sobbing hysterically, crawled over to the couch, lay on the couch on my back. I raised my hands up to God and I was like just sobbing. And this, this thought came to me and it's nothing that I would have ever described this way. So I know it was God just putting a thought in my head. And he said, my God loves me and wants what's best for me. My God loves me and wants what's best for me. And I had to just lean into that and go, okay, I'm 36 and here I go again. And I'm scared that I'll never be able to have children and a family and the life that I expected I was going to have. And I already called off a wedding and that was hard enough. Do I have to right. go through something? Right, exactly. But it was that moment of leaning into my faith and then saying to myself, okay, if I really believe this stuff, then I got to live it. And I have to take captive every thought. And like you said, I cannot focus. When those thoughts of loneliness and am I going to be alone for forever? I have to literally just go, "Uh uh-uh, not today. I don't have time for you. (laughs) I'm going to focus on you. It's a choice between faith and fear. Mm -hmm. And so most of what people say is fear. And even though you don't say the words afraid, almost most of our negative thoughts are really rooted in fear. It's so true. I did a podcast early on uh, about making decisions from fear and whether we were going to make decisions from a fear-based mindset or from a strong and smart and faith-based mindset. That's one of those things, all those different, it's one of the reasons why I said first times again as a single person, so that you can work through all those emotions that you might handle everything really well, and then something happens that takes you right back, like you with the bicycle, seeing that bicycle that you probably cognitively did not even see anymore because it was there. And then when you did, it was a source of irritation. Like he needs to come get his stuff. Like why is this still here? Yeah, I'm paying my money and he has his own place and he needs to come get this bicycle. And then when the bicycle's gone, you're like, oh my God, I'm all alone. Where's that bicycle? It's a representation of the relationship and the love that y'all shared. And Mm -hmm. those moments crop up and it's just not fair to yourself or anybody you get in relationship with when you're not really ready to date yet, but you don't know what you don't know until it happens. So I, I will give you an example. I was going through that divorce care Bible study and mm-hmm. me and another one of the ladies in there, we literally thought none of that stuff applied to us. We're like, we're so far ahead of the curve, you know, <laughs> that's for other people. And girl, oh my gosh, 12 months later, I was like, I was a hot mess. Like I had no (laughs) idea the difference of who I was 12 months later. I was like, oh, I wish I had listened. Like I needed to slow (laughs) my roll, just like they said, but you just feel like you're so ready. And sometimes you're ready because you want the pain to be over with, but it can't just be over just because you decide it's over. You can't smush it down. You can't ignore it. It'll bubble back up somewhere else. 
I know you can speak to this, but it's not forever. The time passes anyway, so you might as well use it more constructively. And then you emerge on the other side and you're amazing. And then you're like, wait, it can get even better. And then you start to go, oh, wait, hold on, wait a second. Let me level up in every area of my life. Hold on, wait a second. Now I went from being lonely to, yeah, I don't think I want to be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) So Kara, thanks so much for joining me today and let listeners know where they can find you. I am the Fab Kara on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest. Oh, you want to go to my website? TheFabCara.com. Do you want to call me? 833-FAB-CARA. I'm just saying I'm the Fab Kara everywhere on social, and I would love to welcome you in. And if you're single, undateable, completely single, booed up, join me on Single Mingle Monday, which is also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Give a like, give a follow, share, tag your friends, comment, join our conversation. It's all good. I've enjoyed our conversation and it makes me look forward even more to MDM Dallas, April 13th. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So we'll see you there. We hope to see you in Dallas, but of course we realize that Dallas is not in everybody's backyard. But join the conversation either way. We'd love to hear your thoughts about how you keep your head in the game and keep your heart open to love despite the disappointments you may have endured. And one other thing I mentioned earlier I wanted to get your opinion about. So we call it Modern Dating Mindset, and you know because of what I shared earlier why we came up with this title. But I want to make sure that it's a title that really reflects what we're doing. Because really the strategies we're talking about aren't just about dating. They're strategies I use every day in my marriage. They're strategies I use in my business. They're strategies that I use as a stepmother. They're strategies that allow us to thrive, not just survive. So I want to be sure that we're including everyone, for sure, that people who are in relationships might think, well, this isn't for me. And also, in addition to the title, is the content what you want to hear? Is that what you're looking for when you go to an event? Or is there something else that we can address, something else that I can offer you that would be something that you're looking for? So hit me up on social or email me at karen at drkaren.me, K-A-R-I-N at D-R-K-A-R-I-N dot me. Thanks so much. The love and life hack for this week is neuroplasticity is your superpower. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thanks so much for listening, for subscribing, and for liking episodes. I really appreciate it. And until next time, make it a great week. Dr. Karen Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril.